thank you. I appreciate the opportunity to share my experience in, in OA. Uh, my name is Zeb. I uh, have been uh, abstinent, although I don't use that term, but I have been abstinent for a long time, decades. Uh, matter of fact, I've been sober for 64 years now. Uh, I uh, have <laughs> released over 100 pounds. I uh, was morbidly obese and uh, lost the weight and became a personal trainer and, and now also a Tai Chi instructor. Uh, but that is uh, me today. Before, uh, I'd like to share about my experience coming to OA. I, I came into OA, and to make a long story short, I was a stranger in OA. I, I heard people talking about this abstinence. Uh, and I remember going to a person who uh, I thought really was a great uh, speaker and very knowledgeable of the program and, and, and asked that person to sponsor me. And they said, well, Zeb, I can't sponsor you uh, until you have 30 days of absent, abstinence uh, uh, to let me know you're serious about this program. And I didn't understand that because if I could use my willpower to do 30 days of abstinence anytime I wanted to, I would have never darkened the doors of OA. I would just be out there being abstinent for 30 days at a time, and that would have been fine with me. But my problem was I couldn't go 24 hours without binging. So that made no sense to me. Um, and so the food plans and avoiding flour and sugar and all this and that, uh, none of that was helpful to me because I could overeat on anything. It didn't really matter what the food was, the red light, green light, yellow light foods. None of that mattered. So uh, I was frustrated in OA, so I went back to my AA meetings, and I started going to big book study meetings uh, and found some great uh, and wise big book speakers. And I went to them, and I said, would you sponsor me? And they said, no, we don't know anything about overeating. We all think we know about is drinking alcohol. So they would not sponsor me. But what I did, I, I began to study with them the program and the solution in the Alcoholics Anonymous book. And what I did was I took that information and I, through a spiritual gift from God, was able to apply that to overeating and to recover, not be abstinent. Because I look at abstinence as counting the days and weeks and months of control. Uh, but I had lost control. So control wasn't something I was after and needed. I needed to have the problem removed. And that's what the vital spiritual experience in that, that I uh, had going through the 12 steps as I applied it to overeating. Uh, that was really the key, was the, uh, the vital spiritual experience where God removed the desire to overeat and restored me to sanity so that the anytime the thought came into my head of overeating, 
I rejected it. I had the sanity to, to recognize that as insanity and not act on that idea, but reject that idea, as the big book says, as I would putting my hand on a hot stove. But the key thing that, that to me was important was I was different than most people in Overeaters Anonymous, and that's why I was a chronic relapser. Um, and I could not figure out why until in studying the big book, I learned that they were basically three type, types of overeaters. You have the moderate overeater. Uh, they can quite easily come into the program, get a food plan, follow the food plan, report to their sponsor, and they will be fine. They, they will have great, a great uh, a life uh, from there going forth. They, they, they got what they needed. And then you have the heavy overeaters. Uh, those are the people who come into the program and they struggle for a little while, but maybe a doctor's warning or falling in love or uh, some type of uh, uh, medical condition will scare them into gathering all the willpower they have. And they can do that and they can regain control. So these moderate and, over, and uh, moderate and heavy overeaters have the capacity to regain control and they count their days and months of abstinence. And that's majority of the people in the world and majority of the people in OA. But that wasn't me. I was what the big book calls a real compulsive overeater. That, as the step one says, I was powerless to stop overeating. And see, I didn't understand how people kept asking me to stop, but I was powerless to stop. As step one says, I can only take step one if I'm powerless to stop. If I have the power to stop and, and do 30 days of abstinence, I don't need to take the steps. <laughs> the steps are for people who are powerless to stop. Uh, and, and when I further investigated step one uh, and studying the uh, Dr. Silksworth uh, beginning of the book in the, in the uh, Roman numerals, because Dr. Silksworth's uh, description uh, is written in uh, Roman numerals. And, the, and I didn't understand at first why was that? the doctor's opinion, because, number one, it was a person who knew nothing about the, the program of, of recovery and was not a, a alcoholic or a compulsive overeater. And so he was given his opinion, the medical opinion, the doctor's opinion. Um, but what he gave Bill Wilson was an understanding of the physical part of the disease. And that's why it's set off in, in Roman numerals, because it addresses the physical part of the disease. And the rest of the book, starting with the Arabic numbers, address the spiritual part of the disease. And so what I learned by studying the doctor's opinion and applying it to me as a compulsive overeater was that I had this allergy of the body 
And when Dr. Silkworth wrote that, he said, when he used the word allergy, it was a misnomer. It didn't. Re- he didn't really mean allergy. It's just like if I say, I'll see you tomorrow, and I'm going to be on a phone meeting. I'm not going to physically see you, but you understand what I mean. And so what he meant when he said we have a disease is that we have an abnormal reaction, and that makes us set me apart from uh, normal people. Normal people, when they overeat, they feel full, maybe even stuffed, satisfied, and they stop. That's a normal reaction to overeating. But but what happens in a real compulsive overeater is that, like me, when I would overeat, I always placed myself in danger of triggering that craving that's beyond mental control, and that's the allergy, and that's what I cannot control. I can never, ever control that reaction. I can never, ever safely overeat because if I overeat, sooner or later, I will trigger that craving, and the craving is beyond control. So I will eat more than I wanted or intended to, and Sometimes not knowing when I'll stop. Sometimes the binges would go on. For I, once I went on, I went on an eight-month binge and gained eighty pounds in one binge. Uh, it was. Uh, uh, I kept telling myself it's going to end. It's going to end, and it did. But uh, uh, but that was the the uh, the disease at work before I recovered. Um, so. Uh, the alcoholic can never safely drink alcohol. So what came to me in my study and meditation is what I can never do, because it had to be something I could never do safely, and I could never safely overeat. And I knew abstinence wasn't the answer because I was stone-cold abstinent before every binge I ever went on. So being abstinent didn't help. Not at all for a real compulsive overeater like myself. And then the second part of step one is that my life had become unmanageable. And how do I know my life had become unmanageable? It had become unmanageable because I could not manage the simple decision to stop and stay stopped. That's simple. I didn't need to look at any other aspect of my life. Can I manage the decision to stop overeating and stay stopped? Matter of fact, I read something in the material, and I thought it was brilliant. I thought it was the answer. And basically what it said was, if I never overeat today, I will never overeat because it is always today. And I said, brilliant, problem solved. All I have to do is not overeat today, and I'll never overeat because it's always today. Well, there's a <laughs> there's a problem with that. And the problem is the subtle insanity before a relapse. And that insanity and that relapse happens before I put anything in my body. 
The problem is not the food. The problem is not eating or what I eat. My problem was in my mind that I I had to be restored to sanity. That is the solution. Step one is the problem. Step two is the solution. The solution is not to gain control, but to gain freedom by being restored to sanity. As a free person, I don't count days that I'm free. Somebody locked up in jail, they have to count days because that's how long they've been in control or being controlled. But as a free man, I'm free as a bird. I don't have to count anything. I just give thanks for the freedom that I have as long as I stay spiritually fit. So step one is a statement of the problem. And so I really have to understand the problem, that I had this physical reaction in my body when I would overeat. So all I have to do is not overeat, but that's the problem. I couldn't stop because of the obsession of the mind. Sooner or later, my mind would tell me, yeah, we'll start again Monday. Uh, this is buffet, Zeb. You got to get your money's worth. Uh, Zeb, uh, this is gluten free. This is sugar free. This is fat free. This is whatever free. And it was just insanity because I had given in to those insane ideas and relapsed time and time and time again. So I knew that I needed help and that help needed to be spiritual help. And that's where step three comes in. I have to make a decision to turn my life and my will over to the care of God. And I had to learn to live by spiritual principles. And by doing those things, God came into my life, removed the desire to overeat. I exist now on such a spiritual high that overeating would bring me crashing down from this wonderful euphoria that I feel now. I have what I was searching for in that overeating. I was searching for relief. I was searching for comfort. I was searching for bliss just to have a moment where I'm not concerned about the bills or the kids or the wife or any of that stuff, just an escape. But by having this vital spiritual experience and being restored to sanity, I have freedom from all those things and enjoy a spiritual high of joy, internal joy that can't be touched by anything outside of me. Five-minute reminder. All right, thank you. That joy comes from the God that lives within me uh, daily. And I just want to thank you for this time, and hopefully there's someone out there that can identify with my journey, and they too may realize that they need help, and that help needs to be spiritual help. And with that, I pass. Do I give out my information now? 